from a cheerfully social person to a socially responsible person his transformation has been an inspiring anecdote in itself joining us today is mr ronnie thomas from mumbai to tell us more about his story of standing up against sexual exploitation hi ronnie how are things in mumbai how's the lockdown treating you hi hi priya it's uh, nice to talk to you again um in mumbai well uh, i don't see anything outside and it's very rare to see something like that here you know it's usually the crowded city a busy city a city of nights and lights but uh, it's rare to see it empty like this so yeah that's what it is and you know how is it how's lockdown treating me um trust me this is not the best thing that i can this is not the best place for me but uh, well we need to do that to ensure things work well for our society right so yeah <laughs> right so uh, why don't you start by telling us what you're doing currently and uh, why did you choose to support this noble cause yeah thank you for uh, so uh, well i am working with an international ngo and uh, we work towards uh, anti human trafficking um how did i join the course uh, well uh, after my mphil i was uh, looking forward to um somehow work for the society somewhere work mm-hmm. towards some social cause um but um, you know i just kept hunting for different opportunities and finally i came across a friend of mine who told me hey there's something like this Just a minute, Priya. Can you hold? Like, yeah. do you hear dog? A dog in the ba- background? Oh yes, I do. I'm so sorry. No problem. No problem. That's okay. It, it's okay. a part and parcel of life. You can continue. True. 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 Yeah. 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 I mean, even though Mumbai is like uh, MP, it's still noisy. I guess. So <laughs> yeah, please bear with me. Uh, well, um, yeah. So a friend of mine told me there's a course like this, and I was like quite surprised. I uh, never knew there would be a job where you know you can uh, work against anti-human trafficking, and uh, so I was wondering on with my skill set, uh, how can I help and support this cause? And you know, I was quite surprised by uh, how my uh, skills in research and data could help with uh, uh, you know helping gain uh, helping. Uh, the cause to gain importance and especially bring it to the eyes of the government mm. and uh, that's how i got into this um yeah did i answer your question yes yes you did um so ronnie you got to know about this uh, ngo through your friend so do you feel that there is even even though we are in the 21st century uh, there is a difficulty in finding the right organization and uh, the connectivity between right people and right organization that's still not happening of course uh well like like i said right uh when i first uh, heard about this i didn't know this existed mm-hmm. you know and uh, about finding the right organization you know when i just heard about this course i did not i mean i just heard what the issue is what the problem in the ground is and i i thought wow if i get to help or do something there i should just jump right into it i did not look at anything else because um that's the kind of um issue that's there in the ground 
and uh, that's the amount of um, that's a depth which is not known to the world because you know if you remember we we are both MCCNs and uh, we we are quite exposed to quite a bit uh, on um, realities on ground with regard to various social issues mm-hmm. but despite of that i don't know if a lot of mccns might know about this cause mm-hmm. um you know if they are not exposed to an organization like this or if they are not if they don't come across a video or any social messages um i was not back in the days mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i think there is there is a big gap between um yeah what what we know and uh, what the real problem is out there yes Right. So, how serious is this issue in India, especially in Indian context? Do you think uh, the youth is quite aware about the ground reality, and uh, how how should the youth be responsible, more responsible towards this whole issue? Um. Well, uh, how crazy is this issue? Um. Well, I'll I'll just uh, give you. Uh, a small example of how crazy it can get right mm. so um there are so whenever there's there is this uh, so anti human trafficking i'd just like tell you what it is basically mm. uh, yeah. what what kind of work is done i don't know if i covered that but uh, the kind the kind of work that my ngo works um under is usually where there are girls who are transported or brought Mm. uh possibly minors mostly minors who are bought um you know who are manipulated and bought into a different place and mostly they are put, put in the brothels and uh, they are asked to serve uh men uh you know sexually please them and give them whatever they want and uh it's quite scary because you know we see really really small girls out there um who who are caught up in this web right mm-hmm. and uh, once you know we just got to know that uh, you know the police are planning out uh, and found this place you know we 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 got this information and police were about to go and uh, get these girls out of there mm-hmm. but within within 5 minutes of reaching the police station the area which was targeted was just emptied you know there were no girls found there the whole place was just mm. clean sweet you know there were no single girls there and that shows about how corrupt the system is itself mm. in itself you know because if it has to we i mean the information went to the police directly and the only person who could have informed them was somebody from inside and uh, if our system itself is not you know uh it's not uh, has not uh, seen how intense this is then actually it is a crazy place to be at for our country and for a youth uh, about you asked about uh, what the youth can do about it and how aware the youth are i think yeah with uh, recently there are a lot of movies which have come out there are a lot of videos which have come out uh, which are gaining popularity which people get to see through various platforms um it is widely being discussed but it has not reached the whole crowd yet right mm. um uh, a lot of them don't understand you know how each and everybody's actions can contribute to something like this um let's say let's talk about something like uh, child pornography 
mm-hmm. right? We know the recent issues which happened uh, in Delhi with this group called the Boys Locker Room mm-hmm. and all of that. We know all of that issues that just popped up in the media. And uh, these are kind of trigger points, right? Because uh, these are videos of small girls, young girls, photos of small girls and young girls, which just were just shared on social media, Google Drive or whatever. And uh, when there is a demand in such things, um, that's where, uh, you know, uh, that's where, you know, you, they get more, more and more, um, they bring more and more girls from the source. Uh, so, you know, sometimes, um, pornography or such things for young people might be amusing and interesting. Um, but, you know, in the long run, there is a bigger cost paid by a lot of young girls who are probably brought into this, um, to meet the demand. Uh, so about awareness, it is definitely getting out there. The news is spreading. Um, but, uh, it still has a long way to go. So, yeah. And we will uh, cover the distance as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, so you're a person who likes, um, uh, to explore the different uh, government policies. And, uh, so would you like to suggest a few policy measures that need to be taken to address this issue as a nation? Correct. Uh, so, um, Anti-human trafficking, you know, uh, primarily, if you look at the issue, where does it start from? Um, it primarily starts with there being a lot of poor people, being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, if something as crazy as, you know, we, we could intercept, uh, based on information, a mother selling her daughter for around 30,000 rupees. And we luckily got to intercept the whole transaction with the help of police and, you know, take down the whole network. That shows the amount of poverty that is there in our country. And uh, poverty, that definitely is a primary factor which needs to be addressed. I don't know. That is primarily uh, a major cause for a lot of crimes and a lot of social issues. Um, And uh, similarly, lack of awareness. See, even among educated young people, if they enjoy pornography or if they enjoy um, uh, and subscribe to it and uh, promote all of that, uh, you know, the demand increases. And that's where the need arises and more money is invested into the sector. And, uh, you know, uh, those kind of things can definitely uh, trigger. So awareness, not just among poor people and illiterate people but also among people who are educated and who has access to a lot of resources about, you know, how small acts like watching a pornography or promoting a pornography or sending it to WhatsApp groups mm. uh, can trigger for a girl to be trafficked and uh, mm. being brought into this whole web. And uh, two primarily, you know, for now we have an organization, uh, but in the long run, we don't uh, want to, you know, continue here forever because it is the system who has to take ownership of this. Um, so system would include, in this case, uh, the police, uh, the court system, that mm-hmm. is judges and prosecutors, and then the social services. So uh, in, in our work, uh, we closely work, in, at least in Mumbai, we closely work with all these three pillars. Uh, that is the police. We, they help with investigations and, uh, 
rescuing the girls and post rescue and uh, it is important even for police to know because when we go out to train police we know that you know when we train police you just imagine we have to train police because uh, they are not being given training on these kind of issues and uh, it's just recently that maharashtra has started opening up uh, for trainings on anti human trafficking laws for police officers and uh, that's quite quite good because that way uh, they can get to know more about what to do in a situation like that and uh, yeah after that you know after police does their responsibility that is primarily ensure that they get uh, all evidences that they rescue the girl properly and then um, file the right FIR at the right time file charge sheet at the right time present all evidences before the court then there is the public prosecutors you know um and a case can go up to two three years and uh, that's where the judicial system comes into play and they need to be really good um what happens is usually these networks these criminal networks that we try and target and find are really rich people you know mm-hmm. um there was this one girl who we found who said she was earning almost 1 lakh a month all right yeah. so she was hardly 14 15 years old and she said i'm earning 1 lakh a month i don't like the options you're giving me right now uh-huh. and uh, you know with that kind of money with the criminal network they get really good lawyers uh who who go into courts and you know who challenge everything so it is important that the judges the prosecutors the public prosecutors are strong as well are trained as well to handle that kind of situation because uh, again when you and the court system is i mean uh, priya do cut me out if i keep talking a lot because no, no, no. there is a lot that you know i'm aware of so just again when you go to a normal court mm. uh, a child can get intimidated right just imagine yeah. taking a 14 year old child to a court so or there we would need child friendly courts and uh, we would need children to be separated from the, the the children who are the victims should be separated from the accused they should not even have eye contact because they can get intimidated by the accused um because uh, we have come across cases where accused usually brainwashes all of them you know tells mm-hmm. them that if you say anything about what happens here you could be in jail for life uh though that's not true as a child that's what they're trained to believe and uh, yeah i know how i believe a lot of things which has been falsely fed to me when i was a child by random people so i can imagine when uh, somebody that powerful can just you know um train you and lie to you and uh, yeah make you believe that that is the truth because that's the world they're living in and they have nothing more to believe than that uh so there you go uh, we need child friendly courts where children don't feel intimidated um mm-hmm. we need good child welfare committees who can assign children accordingly find um you know the whereabouts of children if they can be sent back home and finally the social services we have the women and child development mm-hmm. uh we have uh, yeah yeah all of that uh the the shelter homes so the best would happen if all three of them can coordinate really well 
and handle the situation because it's not just about rescuing a girl it's about bringing her back into society and bringing her back into normal life uh, which is a really tough process i've uh, come across girls who wouldn't understand what you're talking about who wouldn't understand what real life is about real life that we got to enjoy priya mm-hmm. is something that uh, they do not know what it means you know uh, for them they have only seen one side of it if we just um, just go there and talk to them nicely they start crying because they don't understand uh the kind of emotion with which we come uh so to come out of that trauma itself would take them years and years sometimes um so it's a long process uh but through this process all these three three pillars that is the law enforcement the judicial system and the social services uh there needs to be policy binding them together that they can coordinate together have more convergence together uh mm-hmm. to bring a good outcome for each survivor yeah mm-hmm. yes that's uh it, it could be around that a policy can be developed um and we have had results when you know all pillars have worked together in one of the organizations i work uh you know the girls came out so strong after their uh time in shelter home and the trainings they received uh the foundation courses that they got um there was this girl i remember she was speaking at the rashtrapati bhavan on march 8 mm-hmm. uh women's day in 2018 and i i saw her and i was like so proud of her at that point in time you know uh from where she was she came and uh, where she's standing now at the rashtrapati bhavan and uh, it it just uh, so i i believe that it is possible to bring them out of it and uh, i'm sure that uh, it is a tough and long process because again you know during all of this time they're missing out on their school they're missing out on everything so yeah. uh, again education rehabilitation all of this plays a big role so these three pillars needs to be really strong yeah priya very rightly but i think collaboration uh, among all the important pillars associated with this cause is very mandatory the statistics are definitely shocking the situation is very serious but i must tell you one thing i'm really really very proud of you that you chose to dedicate your life for this cause and you're doing so great i'm i'm really proud i'm already a fan of yours <laughs> thank you priya <laughs> it's not very easy to find people like you who decide to commit to a cause and um, do so much in this regard so i'm really proud of you uh thank you for that really seriously being honest i am truly blessed to find uh find this cause and to find that that friend to be there at the right place to tell me that hey there is a cause like this and uh, you can do something about it though i'm not at the forefront um you know there are mm. there's little things which you can do indirectly which uh, can help uh, with this cause you know including podcast that you're doing priya right now i hope uh, the listeners uh, will also be aware of what is happening around in our country mm. uh, especially in a time like this right in the lockdown situation mm. um let's say uh, a lot of children are getting abused if you just look at the child line statistics Mm-hmm. it's crazy um children are calling child line every single day uh and reporting complaints because abusers are within family itself traffickers are within their family itself sometimes uh like i told you a mother wow. was ready to traffic a child for just some money 
And uh, this is the route that we need to go through poverty. And um, impunity is another thing where there is a lot of power which comes with money, which, you know, brings these poor people really down and uh, don't give them a voice. But uh, yeah, these are two things, impunity and poverty that needs to be eliminated uh, for us to reach a better goal and a better place. Yeah. I think you've told us so much about what's happening. Uh, I hope people also get more aware and sensitized after listening to your conversation. So lastly, so lastly, Ronnie, um, apart from monetary transactions, how can a common human extend his or her support to this cause? Oh, that's a wonderful question. Um, well, like, like um, you know, anything basic, like let's say what you're doing now is spreading awareness, Priya. So awareness, you know, when you find videos uh, which show things like this, that's the basic minimum you can do. Just forward that share to people. I think I shared a, shared a video with you yeah. uh, a while back, which you saw and which inspired you to do this podcast. And I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, you know, uh, the, the whole set of processes that uh, come through to bring a girl out of the whole situation. Uh, right from when you rescue, right? Uh, the police requires a lot of volunteers. Um, one, a volunteer to uh, be a decoy customer or a volunteer who can be a punch witness, uh, a puncha witness and uh, a witness to the crime that is happening. Uh, there are a lot of our friends uh, who uh, kind of, uh, you know, come and witness and then are ready to testify in the court about what they saw in the scene of crime so that a strong case is built against, uh, you know, these accused and criminals uh, in order to ensure that, you know, um, that people who try and work in this this crime um, get a little scared. So to continue with, uh, it. So, yeah, that's one thing. You can be volunteers. You can help police out with that. Mm. Um, there are a lot of uh, programs that, you know, uh, shelter homes encourage. Uh, like, for example, if you're a good artist, uh, you can go to the shelter home, teach them how to draw. You can go teach them in shelter. And if, it's mostly girls because uh, there are restrictions for men to enter shelter homes. Hmm. Um, because, you know, of, of, for obvious reasons, they hmm. uh, try and avoid um, any sort of further issues coming up. But, yeah, a lot of girls can help that way. Um, they, if, if you're good at drawing, you can teach them. If you're good, if you can, if you're ready to teach them, their basic education, hmm. I'm sure uh, there will be openings like that. And uh, community awareness. You can do a program in your community uh, to... Uh, help them understand that there are issues like this and uh, there are multiple such avenues where uh, you can uh, definitely invest. I mean, primarily it'll be volunteering though. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, but those, and then people who, who, who does that, you know, I'm, I've, I've talked to a few of them and uh, every time they just say, and then we say, thank you so much for doing this. They're like, you know what, I can go back home today and I can sleep in peace knowing that Ooh. I did something 
to bring some joy to that girl's life or bring that girl out of that mm. crime that uh, she got caught up in. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but again, um, about um, other things that you can do now in the COVID season now, uh, there are there's a lack of a lot of things that the girls uh, have. Um, there are people who help with medical camps for them. Uh, there are people who help with counseling for them. Mm-hmm. They are professional counselors, and in all of these shelters, because of lack of investment, there are less number of staffs who work there. You know, and again, because of lack of good financial pay, um, you know, uh, not not a lot of people would opt for a job like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and it takes a lot of. Uh, pressure and stress to do a job like that yeah uh, because you come across girls who cry um without even there being a reason because they're traumatized right mm. um so yeah counseling there are uh, jobs like supporting the shelter home staff um with daily chores daily activities just helping different girls out just being a friend with them and uh, yeah a lot of, you can um you know sometimes if you have good rapport with the uh, so with certain departments, that is women and child development departments, and if you can do a program for those children, you know those kind of things really bring life to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but those are places which can be explored. Uh, Priya, I hope I answered your question. Yes, definitely. You've enlisted quite a few options of um, what a common man can do in his or her best. Uh, abilities and uh, i think you rightly put it when you said that when you go back home and you're happy that you made someone else happy i think that's the biggest happiness anyone can uh, ever experience i'm only glad super glad that uh, you could make it to this interview and you could uh, give me this much time of yours to tell us about the cause that you're supporting and why india needs to support this cause Thank you so much, uh, Ronnie, for connecting. Thank you so much, Priya. I know I spoke a lot. I hope the viewers don't get bored. But uh, mm-hmm. anyways, thank you so much. Uh, I hope uh, I, I wish you all the best on your podcast. Thank you uh, so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. It is, yes. it is because yes. of people like you that we get motivated to do more and more such things. <laughs> thank you. Thank I you. hope thank the listeners you. become more aware and sensitized after listening to your talk. Thank you. Have a nice day. Take so. care.